Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Judges, chapter 7. Welcome once again to Christ City this morning. Judges 7, beginning at verse 1. Then Jeroboam, that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the well of Herod, so that the camp of the Midianites was on the north side of them, by the hill of Morah in the valley. And the Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now, therefore, proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the people returned, and 10,000 remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, The people are still too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. Then it will be that of whom I say to you, This one shall go with you, the same shall go with you. And of whomever I say to you, this one shall not go with you, the same shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps from the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. And the number of those who lapped putting their hand to their mouth, was 300 men. But all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water. Then the Lord said to Gideon, By the 300 men who lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. If God would choose an army, what kind of army would he choose? If God could choose soldiers, a soldier, what what kind would he choose? What qualities would he look for? What virtues? What would he not have in a soldier? Not have found in the ranks? You know, it's worth asking the question. And it's worth discovering the answer. Verse 2, And the Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel claimed glory for itself against me, saying, my own hand has saved me. Is it possible that Israel would claim glory for itself? 
saying it was their own strength that won them the victory. He's saying, it was my own hand that saved me. Well, obviously, this is a possibility. And the Lord will not have an army that claims glory for itself against him. And the Lord will not give his glory to another. We read Isaiah 42, 8. I am the Lord, that is my name. And my glory will I not give to another. Quite the words, lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying my own hand has saved me. What would be the cause of this claim? Well, the Lord said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. And I'd like to say today that there is strength in numbers if the heart remains right and the humility before the Lord. If the army doesn't claim its strength is numbers. Whatever the numbers might represent today concerning us. You say just playing with words? No. When numbers become our claim of strength. Our strength is the Lord. Our strength is found in the Lord no matter if we are many or few. 32,000 or 300. Never forget where our strength lies, where our strength is found. Who is our strength? Now, not that this applies, or does it? Deuteronomy 8, verses 11 to 18. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments, His judgments, and His statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied, when all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, that is, becomes proud, and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage who led you through that great and terrible wilderness, in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water. Who brought water for you out of the flinty rock. Who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know. That he might humble you. And that he might test you. To do you good in the end, then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. 
And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. You know, I pray that we would never lose the song, the psalm. Psalm 115, verse 1, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory. Too many soldiers. And the Lord knew the temptation that would come. The God who sees all and knows all. That perhaps they might claim glory for themselves against Him. Wow. What a day for Gideon. What a day for the army. I mean, you head out with great numbers. Things are looking good. Real good. And the Lord who sees the details of it all says to you, too many for me to give the victory. How would the Lord deal with this? Send some home. Remember the Lord who sees the details of it all. And there was something else he had to deal with, something he couldn't have in the ranks. Verse 3, Now therefore proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the people returned and 10,000 remained. You know, the truth is this. Fear can hide itself in the ranks amidst great numbers. That is, until the Lord calls it out. The fearful and afraid amidst vast numbers, finding a sliver of assurance in numbers. Church, if God would choose an army, it would never claim glory for itself against him. And if God could choose an army, it wouldn't be fearful and afraid. And so, 22,000 people returned, and 10,000 remained. And so there's Gideon. Wow, still got 10,000 as he wipes the sweat off his brow. Yet actually, I'm not sure he was moved by this. He had the word of the Lord. He had a word from the Lord, and the Lord is not a man that he should lie. What kind of words had this man received? Well, we back up to Judges 6. Listen to the words of the Lord spoken to Gideon. Judges 6, verse 12. The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. 
How about verse 14? Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Verse 16, surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat, strike the Midianites as one man. What words. If you know the story, the Lord then showed him signs confirming the words. You know, when you have a word from the Lord, adjustments in the camp don't sway you. Adjustments in the camp don't bother you. They don't move you. Go back to the Word. Perhaps you need to hear that today. Go back to the Word. Go back to the Word of the Lord and let the Word take hold of you so that it holds you. Go back to the Word today. Down to 10,000. A healthy number. We don't read once of Gideon questioning the Lord. All we read is obedience. If God could choose an army. Judges 7 verse 4, But the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. Then it will be that of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you, the same shall go with you. And of whomever I say to you, this one shall not go with you, the same shall not go. Did we miss it? Did we catch it? Bring them down to the water. I will test them for you there. The Lord says to Gideon, I will test the people. These are the words of the Lord. This isn't a man testing the army, testing the people. The Lord says, I will test them for you. I will test the army. I will test the numbers, I'll test the soldiers. And I'd say today that we be wise to let the Lord test things, to test things for us. Commander-in-chief, lead us into battle. You see, we might not choose like the Lord chooses. We might look for qualities the Lord's not interested in or concerned with. I mean, remember when a certain shepherd boy was anointed king? I will test them, says the Lord. Because it's when the Lord puts to the test that we find out. Find out what? Well, for Gideon, the 300... For us, let the Spirit speak. If God would choose an army. Verses 4 to 8, the Lord said to Gideon, The people 
are still too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. Then it will be that of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you, the same shall go with you. And of whomever I say to you, this one shall not go with you, the same shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps on the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink, and the number of those who lapped putting their hand to their mouth was 300 men. But all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water. Then the Lord said to Gideon, By the 300 men who lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. So the people took provisions and their trumpets in their hands, and he sent away all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent, and retained those 300 men. Down to 300. You know, we might think it is a strange way to test soldiers. To bring them down to the water. I mean, does the manner in which they drink matter? The text, everyone who laps from the water with his tongue as a dog laps, he shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. What manner of test is this? The message paraphrase, God said to Gideon, everyone who laps with his tongue the way a dog laps, sit on one side, and everyone who kneels to drink, drinking with his face to the water, sit to the other side. What we see here is a setting apart, a separation. 300 lapped with their tongues from their cupped hands. All the rest knelt to drink. We might stop here and say, what's the big deal? Does it really matter? As they drank, this separation, this separating, the Lord testing his people. What a strange test. Why test the people in this manner? You see, as they drank, some kept an eye out for the enemy, and others didn't. Some watched while they drank, and some didn't. And what did the Lord say? Verse 7, Then the Lord said to Gideon, By the 300 men who lapped, I will save you. And deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. And I wonder if we'd remember you will defeat them as one man. I ask the question today, could this speak of a united force of the same heart and spirit? Where there is unity, there the Lord commands his blessing. 
Verse 8, so the people took provisions in their trumpets in their hands, and he sent away all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent, and retained those 300 men. Now the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. Can you imagine the conversation as those soldiers departed? Is this guy crazy? He took us to the water to see how we drink. And he sent us home. Instead of sending those home that lap like dogs. Down to 300. 300 against a vast number. You know, I'd say to the church today, remain obedient. Cling to the word of the Lord. Adjustment shall not sway a Gideon generation. If God would choose an army, he would choose an army that is always on the lookout. Always on the lookout. Those that watch, those that keep the eye. Does the Bible not say watch and pray and be sober and diligent? And you know, I thought about this. When you drink with your face to the water, you see self. And that becomes the focus, the point of attention, eyes on self, self-focus, self-reflection. That's not the way of the Lord. Down to 300, time to process. Lord, I need time to process. 300. No, get on with it. Verses 9 to 15, it happened on the same night that the Lord said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp with your servant, and you shall hear what they say, and afterward your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Then he went down with her, his servant, to the outposts, the armed men who were in the camp, now the Midianites and Amalekites, all the people of the east, lying in the valley as numerous as locusts. And their camels were without number, as the sand by the seashore in multitude. And when Gideon had come, there was a man telling a dream to his companion. He said, I have had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. It came to a tent and struck it so that it fell and overturned, and the tent collapsed. Then his companion answered and said, This is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. Into his hand God has delivered Midian and the whole camp. And so it was when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation that he worshipped. Now you might have caught it because I read it. If you are afraid. You say, should Gideon have gone home with the 22,000? No. No. He was all in with the Lord. And though he may have faced fears as we might, he was devoted to the cause. Gideon faced fears, and I say today, do not even the bravest of men face fears. 
the courageous. Gideon displayed incredible obedience. He displayed precise obedience. He was committed to the Lord. And the Lord asked him to do things that no doubt would mean facing fears. The Lord knows the fears we face. And I trust by the Spirit of the Lord we can receive this and see the difference. The Knox Bible, Gideon fell on his knees when he heard what the dream was and how it was interpreted. I say to the church today, the Lord helps us when we face fears. Go here, thine hands shall be strengthened. What a confirmation. What an encouragement to the soul of Gideon. And you know, I love that, that as soon as Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation, it says that he worshipped. He exalted the Lord. Magnified the Lord. Gave glory to the Lord. If God would choose an army, if God would choose an army. Verses 15 to 18, he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into your hand. Then he divided the 300 men into three companies, and he put a trumpet into every man's hand with empty pitchers and torches inside the pitchers. And he said to them, Look at me and do likewise. Watch. And when I come to the edge of the camp, you shall do as I do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me, then you also blow the trumpets on every side of the whole camp and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. If God would choose an army, how would he equip them? If God would choose an army, He'd give every soldier a trumpet and a torch. You say, seriously? Like, why not a weapon that's actually a weapon? The weapons of our warfare. The trumpet speaks of an alarm, a declaration, a prophetic utterance, the torch of light. And holy example, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. And there was to be a cry lifted, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. I want to share these words with you today, Charles Spurgeon. The sword of the Lord and of Gideon, God must do it. It is his own work. But we are not to be idle. Instrumentality is to be used the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. If we only cry the sword of the Lord, we shall be guilty of an idle presumption. And if we shout the sword of Gideon alone, we shall manifest idolatrous reliance on an arm of the flesh. We must blend the two in practical harmony, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. We can do nothing of ourselves, but we can do everything by the help of our God. Let us therefore in his name determine to go out personally and serve with our flaming torch of holy example and with our trumpet tones of earnest declaration and testimony and God shall be with us 
and Midian shall be put to confusion, and the Lord of hosts shall reign forever and ever. If God would choose an army, he'd put a cry in their mouth. Judges 7, we pick it up at verse 19. So Gideon and the 300 men who were with him came to the outposts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just as they had posted the watch. And they blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. Then the 300 companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers. They held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands for blowing. And they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And every man stood in his place all around the camp, and the whole army ran and cried out and fled. When the 300 blew the trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his companion throughout the whole camp. And the army fled. And the men of Israel gathered together from Naphtali, Asher, and all Manasseh, and pursued the Midianites. Then Gideon sent messengers throughout all the mountains of Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites and seize from them the watering places as far as Beth Bar and the Jordan. Then all the men of Ephraim gathered together and seized the watering places as far as Beth Bar and the Jordan. And they captured the two princes of the Midianites, Oreb and Zeb. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb, and Zeb they killed at the winepress of Zeb. They pursued Midian and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon on the other side of the Jordan. You know, if you can receive it today, if we will blow the trumpet and break the pitchers at the command and cry out as directed, the Lord will bring victories and the Lord will set the enemies against themselves. This is precisely what Christians must do. We must shine. We must break the pitcher which conceals our light. The flaming torch of the Spirit in us must shine. And we know just how empty we are without the torch of the Spirit in us. There must be the sound, the blowing of the trumpet, and the cry in the battle. Know the force of the trumpet. Know the effect of the torch. And know the power of the cry. If God would choose an army, He would never claim glory for itself against Him. The army would never worship the work of their own hands. If God would choose an army, it wouldn't be fearful and afraid. Face fears? Sure. But it's not who we are. If God would choose an army, he'd choose an army that is always on the lookout. An army that drinks right. An army that's not consumed with self. And self-focus. And self-reflection. If God would choose an army, he'd give every soldier a trumpet and a torch. If God would choose an army, he'd put a cry in their mouth. You can have the worship team return today. I'm going to share the words of David Wilkerson with you. Please hear these words. When you hold on to fear, 
it becomes contagious. Everyone around you catches it. When Gideon gathered his army, God told him to send home every fearful soldier. Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart. And there returned to the people 20 and 2,000, Judges 7.3. God is speaking the same word to his church today. He's asking, why do you fear? Why do you sin by not trusting me to bring victory in your life? I have promised to defeat every demonic power that comes against you. Gideon's father, Joash, had erected statues of Baal and the goddess Asherah made from huge stones. His reasoning was, Baal has given Midian power over us, so maybe if we worship their God, he'll give us power. People came from miles around to worship there, including Midianites and Moabites. It was a powerful, demonic stronghold in Israel. God told Gideon, I'm not going to deliver Israel until you get rid of this idol that stands between us. Lay it aside and cut it down. So in the middle of the night, Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had said to him. Judges 6.27. He took an ox and used ropes to pull down Baal and Asherah. God is giving his church today the same message he gave Gideon. I want to help you, but I can't when you don't trust me. You're full of fear. And before I bring deliverance, you're going to have to pull down this stronghold, this besetting sin. Lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset you, Hebrews 12.1. We are to pull down all strongholds, the fear and sin. Gideon pulled down demonic strongholds using a strong ox. But we have been given weapons far more powerful than Gideon's. Listen to this scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 to 6. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience, listen to it, when your obedience is fulfilled. Any claim of glory for self in the ranks today? Any fearful and afraid? Any not on the lookout? But rather consumed as self-reflection. Any that haven't taken up the trumpet and torch? Our oh Lord, put a cry in our mouths. People of God, don't settle for partial victories. Partial victory is not victory. Don't settle for partial 
victories. You say, well, I'm weary. I'm faint. Listen, God never stops at half a victory. Judges 8, verse 4, it's not on the big Bible behind me. And Gideon came to Jordan and passed over. He and the 300 men that were with him faint, yet pursuing them. The word of the Lord today, keep pursuing. Chase, chase the enemy. Isaiah 40, 29, he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. If you read the text, they needed some bread. Nobody would give them bread. And I say to you, partake of the Lord, the bread of strength, the provision of heaven. When the Lord chooses an army, you know it might look like an impossible, an impossible situation. It might look like impossible odds in terms of numbers. But nothing is impossible with the Lord. When the army drinks right, it keeps an eye. An army of commission, conscription, an army of courage, an army of conquest, a united front as one man. In these words, if you're here today and you're weary and faint, keep pursuing. Keep chasing the enemy. Because the moment you feel so tired you can't take one more step is often the moment he's about to give the greatest victory.